Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, to like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes. But what are they subscribing to? To Fan Bros. Awesome. Perfect. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, Internet? This is Chico Leo flying through the night skies with another Fan Bros special delivery. Tonight we're talking about Consumed, the sixth episode of the fifth season of The Walking Dead. And they're dividing the season up in half. So we've got only uh, two more episodes before the hiatus, which will be a month or two. And then we'll come back with another nine episodes. So this episode, Consumed, was originally titled Heart Drift. But the producers changed it it to Consumed. Um, there is a speech that Carol gives where she talks about trying to, you know, prevent the world as it is now from consuming you. Um, and, uh, that's been an ongoing theme about maintaining one's humanity without, you know, without letting your guard down in a world full of walkers. Um, so we are back with Carol and Daryl and, uh, the show actually takes us far enough back that we actually see Carol right after Rick split her up from the group, um, way back, um, was it last season or, or yeah, it was last season. Um, and she got kicked out. Um, so we see her a little bit alone trying to survive, um, and it's only when she sees the smoke in the distance, of the uh, of the jail after the governor runs roughshod over it and and splits our heroes up, does she and, and we see the moment where she sort of recognizes it and drives back and then sees the prison in flames and then it, it jumps back to the present or the I guess actual uh, past for us because it jumps back to uh, the point where Daryl and Carol are following the car that has the cross in the rear windshield, which is the same insignia of the car that actually kidnapped Beth. Um, they get to Atlanta. Uh, there's a really great action uh, action sequence at one point where they take shelter in a car in an SUV that's half off of a highway and they get surrounded by walkers and the only way out is to strap themselves in and sort of, you know, lean the, the car off of the highway and it drops like 30 feet. Uh, luckily for our heroes, it, it, it lands on on its tires. Um, and then there's sort of a great Walking Dead moment where there's like a pause and then you hear all the walkers that either sort of blithely follow the car off the highway or because they were pushing on it or leaning on it, you know, end up, you know, splatting onto on the roof. Although there was, I have to say, um, an unpleasant 9-11 reminder of the people who were, fall, you know, sort of falling or getting sucked out of the or jumping out of the windows. Um, and there, there was, if you were watching the news that day, you could hear them hitting the awning above the firefighters. Um, and that, that was what I actually thought of in that sequence. Um, so, you know, this is The Walking Dead. It's not like, you know, it doesn't have a lot of... Uh, Grim references, but that that was what I that was what it reminded me of. Um, but it was a great sequence, really, uh, really well directed. And I thought again, this episode was real was was well directed as the last few have been. Last week's was directed by Ernest Dickerson, and this week's was directed by Saith Mann, who is in fact uh, was mentored by Ernest Dickerson. 
Um, he was a promising young director who he went to Morehouse and then uh, graduated from NYU Film School uh, following in the footsteps of um, Ernest Dickerson and Spike Lee. Um, and he made a short film that actually starred Jamie Hector from The Wire, which led to him, I think, getting cast as Marlowe. And, and uh, it, Safe Man was offered uh, to shadow the directors of The Wire in the third season. Um, and he made his TV directing debut in the fourth season of The Wire. So it's what an amazing opportunity. He, he, he made a great short film and from there got it to the right people. That allowed him to shadow the directors on what is, you know, I think generally considered to be the greatest show in the history of TV. And then made his debut in what, I th- what I've considered to be the greatest season, which is the fourth season. Um, and then from there, he's directed all kinds of stuff. Um, Heroes, Friday Night Lights, uh, Dexter. You know, he's done genre stuff. He's done comedy, um, Californication, Hung. And it's all been for, you know, pre- you know HBO, Showtime, AMC. And he's been a really, really prolific director. So he directed his first episode of The Wire in 2006. And it's 2014. And the dude has directed like over 50 episodes of TV and all of it has been, you know, um, high, you know, um, you know, um, you know, A-list TV. So, um, safe man, you know, keep, keep an eye, an eye on him. Um, we definitely like to shout out, uh, directors of color. Um, he's, uh, a black TV director who has no feature credits under his belt, but at this point, you know, TV is often doper than film. I mean, in eight years, you know, maybe he could have directed seven or eight movies, but he's directed 50 episodes of TV. So, um, I mean, I would rather direct 50 episodes of TV or over 50 than than, than seven or eight movies. So, um, yeah, I, I, I again, uh, you know, applaud the, um, the Walking Dead with... Uh, it's been a visually great show from the beginning. I definitely felt like the dialogue has really improved, but from the beginning, the visuals on the show have been great. And I'm not just talking about, they, they have consistently brought us really great, um, well-directed and really visual action set pieces. Um, and because, you know, they, they're, they're up against it, you know, to make the zombies, you know, sort of seem terrifying and new each time. So they come up with all these scenarios that look really good. Um, and, of course, the special effects are top notch. But I think the show had one of the show's strengths from the beginning has been um, how they show don't tell. In the opening episode, when we wake up with Rick and he spends like five or ten minutes walking through, you know, Atlanta... It's pretty incredible. Um, or walking through his town, you know, he's no, he's in Atlanta, so uh, you know, it's it's really visually incredible, and nothing is told. We sort of learn it all along with Rick. Or I'm thinking back to I think it was the third season that opened up with them on the run. It was after the season at the where they were all holed up at the farm, 
And we just sort of pick up on our heroes like running through the woods just trying to stay ahead of the walkers. And they find a cabin and they ransack it and they try and get like a moment of rest and respite and eat their eating, you know, like whatever little scraps of food they have. And then the walkers show up and then they they go on the run again and they're they're moving like such a well-oiled machine by that point that there isn't even a, a stitch of dialogue. And, um, you know, it's all done with acting, with, you know, motion, you know, sort of true cinema. So this this episode had a lot had a lot of that as well. Um, uh, the sequence, there's a sequence where um, we see either two little girl walkers or a mother and daughter walker. And Daryl, you know, takes care of them. Uh, and Maggie sort of watches as he burns the bodies. And that might not be a meaningful thing if you haven't been watching the show all along and know these characters' histories, that Daryl killed his own brother when he when he turned into a walker and that Carol killed her own daughter when she became, you know, they not only saw their loved ones become walkers, but they were the ones who actually put them out of their misery. Um and so that was all done visually. Nothing was explained. There, there wasn't, you know, and, uh, you know, just the shots of Atlanta and the shot. There was a scene at one point where, you know, Carol sees some walkers coming and we just sort of see them coming down the alley. You know, the, the, when the show takes its time to show us and not tell us, it really is, you know, a 10 out of 10 operating on full cil- on all cylinders. Um, I'm not going to lie. There are some scenes that, that still feel clunky, you know, when people sort of try and make large philosophical pronouncements. Um, but it has gotten a lot better than in the first couple of seasons. Um, for what it's worth, I read when I, when I was looking up who the, who the director was, I read that, uh, in this episode, there are 10 fires shown and all the fires that are lit by Carol, are in uh, that are lit by Carol are lit in the flashbacks and all the ones in the present are lit by Daryl. I wouldn't have picked that up. Uh, you can make, make of that what you will. That was a little, a little piece of trivia. Um, but, um, yeah, so, uh, Daryl and Carol do meet up with Noah, uh, from, from the prison, uh, also known as Chris from everybody hates Chris. And, um, you know, they, they, there's a little back and forth there where he he takes their weapons and then they take their weapons back. And uh, there's a little bit of saving each other and almost killing each other. But I think we know that they're going to team up and, and they definitely do. Um, uh, the, the probably most interesting thing is that uh, Carol uh, ends up in the hospital. I, I had thought two episodes ago when it en- when Beth's episode ended with Carol showing up on the gurney. I had thought that it was subterfuge of some sort and that it was some kind of Trojan horse and that, you know, that was part of Beth's um, rescue. But in fact, uh, Carol got hit by the car and Noah does convince um, Daryl that they that the hospital is the best place for her because they do have medicine. They do have medical equipment. They do have a doctor. And so that was a nice okie doke on us. Um, I. uh um, and now, you know, Daryl and Noah are going back to the church to pick up the posse and uh, they're going to come back to the uh, come back to the um, come back to the hospital. And uh, I guess everything is either, either everything's going to get resolved in the next two episodes or 
there's going to be like a frying pan into the fire situation where there's another side, a darker, bigger side to the hospital, and that'll be the uh, the second half of the season. So um, once again, another great episode of The Walking Dead. It's been a great season so far. Uh, keep coming back. Uh, we'll be talking about it on the special deliveries. And check out fanbros.com for the latest interviews and reviews and general content. And, of course, um, go to SoundCloud or iTunes or fanbros.com to listen to all the great episodes of Fanbros, including the last one that I unfortunately was sick during, but was a really great episode. There was... uh, some controversy discussed, uh, was a great guest, and uh, lots of knowledge was dropped. So, uh, as, as always, on, on Fan Bros. So, tune in. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel. May the force be with you. Live long and prosper. Peace. Fan